Hello and welcome back to the Create Me podcast. I hope you're all keeping well. And yes, we're back in these series of special conversations in partnership with Applied Arts Scotland, delving into the Distance Project. Today, my guests are Claire Waddle, one part of Yellow Broom Production and Design, Carrie Fertig and Miriam Said. I really enjoyed this conversation. It was really cool to kind of speak with more participants involved with the Distance Project. And I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as well. I'll be back as usual at the end for more ramblings. All right, catch up soon. So yeah, welcome back to the Create Me podcast and these series of um, conversations with participants in the Distance Project. Um, how's it going, guys? Great, thanks for having us. Thank you. So today, my guests are Carrie, Claire, and Miriam. Um, so I, I guess, like you know, a part of these kind of conversations, I'm very much interested to find out from the participants what kind of made you guys um, want to get involved in this project. And I'll start with um, Carrie. All of us actually had no VR experience. And so I had so many ideas about what it might potentially be able to do in my practice. And I was excited by the collaborative aspect of it. I'm shielding um, and have had not a whole lot of social contact. So um, that was an important part and to work in something completely new and see what it could do. And what about for yourself, Miriam? I think for me, because I'm a weaver, um, I'm quite interested in traditional techniques and I've always looked back for inspiration. And especially with the pandemic going on, there was quite a lot of talk about how technology can support your craft. And that line kind of intrigued me and I I wanted to find out more and I had um, you know, when Carrie says that we did not have have any um, experience with VR, I think I was even below that because I had my skills are very limited. I'm not that great with technology. So I was quite interested to gain new skills and also the collaborative aspect of it because I had never done a collaboration before. So I was um, interested to find out what could be made in a VR um, environment. And for yourself, Claire? Um, I guess I was just intrigued and um, drawn in by the findings from the Distance One project. And I guess kind of thought I'm a very hands-on maker. It's it's all about the materials to me. And I was just interested to see how this could translate, how this world of virtual reality could be brought into the physical. Yeah, I think one thing from the conversations I've been having with um, participants of the Distance Project that I think you like you've all kind of touched on this about that kind of initial kind of apprehension with engaging with kind of like new technology. But how did like um, Steve and the kind of team kind of like settle you into this kind of like um, project space? I guess like the immersive online project space. He's still settling us, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the beginning, the we had regular Zooms where we would learn with Steve and the Applied Arts Scotland team. And then when that wasn't enough, we started having even more frequent kind of sub-Zoom parties of learning with Steve. Um, and he's always there, you know, at the end of an email and has been so intrinsic to everybody's learning. Now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it, you know it definitely kind of like 
seems like it's been a journey for everyone kind of involved. And I guess, you know, you know, for yourself reflecting on, you know, from the beginning of when getting involved in the distance project to now, uh, what is kind of the kind of key things that you've kind of taken away from the project that you think can like, oh, actually this has influenced my actual practical kind of um, practice as well. Gosh, I, I I think to to realise a, a design within the Oculus headset so vast with such a um, you know there's no material limitations you can have this idea in your head and you can after learning how to navigate the Oculus headset you can create this within this virtual world and and there's ju- there's just no limitations and I think the difficulty is the translation of you know you've created this object um and and how do i then bring that into my own practice um how does that translate into my studio work and what about for yourself miriam i feel like i for me it has been quite a steep learning curve like when I started off, I was very excited and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. But I didn't like it. I I, I, I still don't. I mean, I've, I would say in the last couple of days, I've started to like it a wee bit. But I, I didn't like it. And it, sounded, it, it became more of a chore for me every time we had a meeting. And I was like, oh, I have to do something. I have to go in. Because I couldn't, I couldn't get. I've always been the kind of child I've never even been interested in video games. So I felt like this was just not for me. And then when I finally, I, and I wanted to make this game on it, which did not make much sense. And I had all these wee ideas. I was like, I knew what I wanted to do with it, but then I couldn't do it. And then I get got more frustrated. But then Carrie said something to me, which totally changed it. So she said to me that you don't have to like it. You just have to experience it and see what it can and cannot do for you. And that's when I, so I, then I just went in with almost like a childlike curiosity. And I thought, I'm just going to experience it and see what it can do. And I started making these things. I've always wanted to do, because I weave, I weave on a loom. So, and the loom has its own limitations. So there are things that I can do. And especially with shapes, I am more inclined towards using geometric, um, geometrical shapes. And not organic ones. And I thought that's something that I've always wanted to do and, you know, make some off-loom weaving sort of things. And and I could do that in seconds, literally, because VR is amazing for that. And you can make absolutely anything. I mean, you, it just takes like less than a second to make these beautiful objects. But like Claire said, I'm still struggling to see how that can be translated into my work. And for me, I think my most favorite part of, of my design practice is my making. So I sort of feel that, you know, VR takes that away from you in the sense that it just takes seconds to do something which would have taken me longer. And I quite enjoy the journey in the, the experience more than the product itself at the end. So for me, I've, I'm still, I mean, it's great for explorations. It's great for, you know, you have these ideas in your head and making that but I still, I still have my reservations about how it can be used in my craft. And what about for yourself, Carrie? You know, kind of reflecting back on like the kind of question about like 
I guess, the journey from the start of the project to now, how has that kind of influenced your kind of practice? Well, picking up on what Miriam said, kind of the childlike exploration, because I had no experience, I really approached it from the standpoint of what can it do versus I want it to do this. And and that's sort of um, to make a habit of play is something I've tried to do in my practice for many, many, many years, quite unsuccessfully, because it's hard to make that time. And this was a program that that was part of the program was to make time for exploration. I I do flamework glass. I'm a performance artist. I do mainly film is what I make. And so the exploration of uh, also recycling. So I took a video of an actual real life installation of mine in Germany, which is a whole room that's a musical instrument of thousands of glass icicles. Pull that down to a still image and then use that to draw with making another immersive environment in the headset. And therefore, um, part of the whole VR thing for me is about sustainability and not continuously making new product, but be able to, being able to take something you've already made and completely transform it into an immersive, compelling environment with a possible global audience. The cost of the headset is an issue, but when I do performances, X amount of people get to see them over however many days there are. Maybe there's just one. And this way you can share that experience uh, very you know, widely as long as people have a headset. Yeah. I guess it kind of goes back to that kind of thing I'm thinking about, like the kind of opportunities and constraints when using this kind of like immersive technology. You touched on obviously like the price there. And like in my kind of conversation, I guess, with ours in particular, like, you know, Steve, who kind of gave you guys a lot of guidance and support with this kind of project, like he's, you know, I think for when speaking to him, saying like this is ever kind of evolving and changing the kind of technology that one day he said it would just be like a pair of glasses you can put on. And there you go. For yourselves, I guess, like, you know, when you're navigating and using the space and when reflecting back on the project, do you, what are the kind of things you're thinking like, oh, this leads to an opportunity here for collaboration and, and have you guys start thinking about collaborating with others as well who've been involved in the distance project? I, I, I think... Predominantly, the, the project for us has been about the collaboration. It, it really has dominated the the past few months that we've been involved in the programme, and it's um, definitely an area us three as a as as makers have excelled in. Uh, I'm going to be starting another collaboration with somebody who is not in our collaborative group, but was in our distance group. Going forward, um, I'll be doing a two-year project um, based on the lived experience of the natural world with an older, socially isolated, and some of whom are disabled community local to where I live, and how that is directly impacted by climate crisis. And some of the people who will be involved in that can't even go outdoors, and so they'll be taught VR skills and um, they'll be able to build their own natural worlds 
in the headset based on memory or if they could earlier go outdoors or mapping. And so I have lots of plans for it going forward and see it as a very useful tool, if only to incorporate play in my life, but I see it for much more. Yeah. And what about for yourself, Miriam? I feel that it has sort of, um, I mean, I've got new skills, I've gained new skills, and also it will help me in my research. So I've just started a master's uh, program at the Glasgow School of Art, and I am actually researching how technology can support craft, and um, I'm quite interested in the deliberate imperfections that Islamic artists make and how that can be introduced in technology. I feel like what I've learned in the last few months will ha- it does have an impact on my research. And I have quite a lot of um, thoughts for reflection even. So that's how I think it's probably going to um, influence. Uh, I say influence. Um, it has been an inspiration. Like, I've, like I said, I've never used technology before. So probably that's how I'm going to take it forward. I don't have any plans for any collaborations, but... I, my f- most favorite part of this whole project was the collaboration because I absolutely loved it. And I liked the fact that we were so different from each other in our making, in our approaches to making, and it's so geographically spread out. But we got together and we actually made an object in reality as well. So first in VR and then in reality. And I think that is just amazing how that could be achieved. And I feel yeah. like there's a lot of potential for collaboration. So, yes, my favorite part was definitely the collaborative aspect of it. Yeah, and I guess this kind of project was kind of like came out, I guess, during the whole kind of pandemic as well, 2020, 2021. And I think like, like I think I was saying to you guys before, like off mic, that for like my years we'd lived on the screen the past, past couple, of, couple of years. But obviously for you guys, it's been a virtual immersive kind of like reality. And I guess like, you know, in your collaborative space, do you guys kind of notice any kind of themes coming out of like the work you're doing with each other? I, I think a common thread throughout was a, a, a material focus. We were all um, we're all very material based makers, so to see these materials um, imported, let's say, into this virtual world where we could all access them and kind of click and drag them into forms that we'd created within our own materials you know we could clad a piece of steam bent wood and a beautiful weave from mariam and then you know insert it into a big glimmering glass rod of carries and then you know go forward into whatever virtual constructions um we desired it was um yeah it was materials were there in the virtual, the physical, the actual physical material that we use was there in the virtual. And what about for you yourself, Carrie and Miriam? Did you notice any kind of particular kind of themes coming out in like the collaborative work? It's funny. I, I don't consider myself to be so materially based. And I knew that uh, I, I have no experience of weaving. I do have some experience of wood, uh, woodwork and making objects in wood. But I didn't expect Claire and Miriam to understand 
my material so much because it's much harder to access for one. Um, and so while they went off and did all this research to find all the amazing things in color and blowing, I started looking at the materials in a really simple way, in a way I never approached them before. And my physical contribution to the project is in a way the most simple thing I've ever made, but it was very exciting to have this thing that you deal with all the time and see it in a completely new light. Not that Mary and Sarah looked at it in a remotely yeah. simple way. They didn't, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> <laughs> what about for yourself, Miriam? I, I felt like um, this collaboration sort of gave me a new perspective on my own making and my own design practice because it was uh, quite refreshing to see how we all approach our making so differently. Like I remember Claire saying that she, you know, when we were deciding what the object will be in the end and what will be the purpose of it, and Claire was quite adamant, like she wanted to know the functionality of it. And I thought that quite refreshing, and I thought that that was something that I don't think about when I'm making because I just make from, I mean, I enjoy the making process, and I just make just for myself, really. And for and she wanted the the object to have a purpose, and she said, "We just don't want to make something, you know, like another object in the world which will not have any um any purpose." But I I quite liked that, and and I and I had no idea. I had never used wood or um tin or glass ever before. I loved playing with their physical materials. When we exchanged our materials, that was that sort of got me quite interested in it. I think before it was just because we had images in our reference library, but I couldn't touch them. And I'm a very tactile person, so I need to touch them to understand their textures. And then my brain starts working, and then I can actually create something. So I I loved having a go at each other's materials, and I I liked the fact that Claire and Carrie they were both very um. They were so open and they said you can do anything with it, which was good. So, and that's great for creativity, for the creativity to flow. And so I, I, I loved that. I loved the material exchange. I think materials were my favorite part of this. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, kind of reflecting on the overall experience, do you feel like within the craft making community and immersive technology, what are your views on that kind of experience? Do you think like, oh, they they marry quite well to with each other, or do you think there's still some kind of bits of some challenges within terms of actually moving forward of using this technology? I think that's such so personal. Um, I, I didn't know that Miriam would uh, come to like it from the from the beginning. So in the beginning, I took. Um, some of Miriam's weaving, it's just this photograph I found online and one of Claire's wooden lamps and I stuck them in a drawing to show how you could draw with any of the things you've already made in, and you can make it into anything in the hope that that might get Miriam a little more excited about it. And then it worked. What do you think? Because look what you're doing now. Her drawings are amazing. <laughs> I know actually my skills have gone from a minus 10 to a hundred in the last two days. 
Yeah, they have. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, so it definitely sounds like then, like, even using that immersive technology, like, in the physical kind of, like, reality world, there's, there's been a clear kind of correlation of actually positive impacts for you all in terms of actually kind of your practice and the way you kind of think and the way I kind of moving forward. Is that, would that be right? Yeah, I, I think for me it's a combination. I, uh, it's, a, it's a very useful tool it's a very useful design tool. It's very good at helping you realize, um, in my case, a product. Um, but I don't think that I could use it um, as my only tool. I, 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 I still need the physicality of the material. I think I'm the same. I, I need to touch my materials. I don't enjoy making in virtual reality. I mean, it's it's good for playing around, but I think as a design practice for me, the process is very important. I feel like my, yeah, so I, I enjoy that so much and that's what keeps me going on. And and I feel in VR, you can, I don't like the fact that you can't touch anything. It's amazing the, the amount of things you can do. It's actually limitless there's so much you can do in there and every day is a learning day and you can learn like there's so many tips you can it's just amazing the amount of things you can do but still i i am i think i'm a i'm an oldie i just want to touch my my materials i just want to make with my hands for for me i found it really liberating i uh do tend to make Envir uh, environments of some sort that usually are participatory in some way and I found just drawing um, to be the, the constant endorphins pumping through your system of constantly learning and learning and that learning builds to this new skill which then builds and builds and builds I found that to be so exciting that um, and also, it's very easy to build environments of many different sorts in the headset. I I don't have any need to translate that into an object per se, because that's not really what I do. But I can transform that into a type of real life installation. But I'm really keen on the fact that maybe it just stays in the headset. And that is a way for people you know, you know, when you go to a performance and somebody doesn't, it's like you have to be there, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And this yeah. is a way for people to have an embodied experience so weirdly in the virtual world. And I'm really interested by that strange tension of an embodied experience in a thing that in a way is not real at all. But it feels so much like it is when you've got that headset on. And I also love the ability, and I have to back up, that you can draw like with your whole body at its extreme of possible movement. Yeah. So like I would say that, you know, even like I've not I've never tried kind of VR. And I think obviously for yourselves, you'll you'd be way ahead of me. So obviously in terms of actually kind of skills and stuff, you know, like so like I guess in like, you know, 
not sure obviously where it kind of stands with actually like the business um, projects and what they're kind of doing for the future. But how do you feel if they kind of invited you guys back and said, hey, like, you know, here's the next kind of stage or some new kind of tech we want to kind of try out stuff. What would your thoughts be? You'd be like, oh yeah, I'm up for this. Given that your experience that you had, you know, that you've done over the past kind of couple of years. Mariam. <laughs> <laughs> Mariam on the spot right there. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I would be interested because it has been quite a journey. I mean, I've learned a lot. So yeah, I would be up for it. I would. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'd still remember the skills that I've gained in two years, and if I don't use it for two years, I might forget. But I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I'd probably be up for it. Yeah. What about yourself, Claire? Um. Yeah. It's it's been a lot of learning to get to this point um and it would be a shame to just let that go i guess um and i'm still curious to see with the new acquired skills how much more blending i could do between the virtual headset and my own practice and carrie I've let it be known a long time ago that I am ready and available. I'm ten. Yeah, and I guess like you know, for the listeners, I, I guess I've always kind of think it's kind of important that you know, join these kind of conversations that you know, for the listeners, they can go and explore like your own individual work. So where can the listeners find like yourselves online? And I'll start off for yourself, Carrie. www.carrieferitig.com. Brilliant. I'll put that in the episode description as well. And Claire? I am www.yellowbroomproduct.co.uk. And Miriam? I am www.mariam.syed.com. Okay, and, and if you guys are on like social media, i.e. like Instagram and Twitter, I'll put links in the episode description as well. But I want to thank you all for taking the time out and speak to me, you know, in like partnership with Applied Arts Scotland and kind of just explore a little bit more of your involvement in the distance project. I really appreciate your time. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for thank the opportunity. Hello again. Yes, so I want to thank Claire, Carrie and Miriam for getting involved in today's episode. I appreciate the time taken out to reflect and just discuss, you know, their involvement in the Distance Project and I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as well. And moving forward, unfortunately, we've only got one more episode in this series of special conversations. I um, hope you guys enjoy in that episode when it comes out um, too. And, you know, of course, you can um, support Create Me Podcast by um, sponsoring us via Ko-Fi and via Big Up The Dean. All links to those are in the episode description. So I look forward to catching up with you guys in our next episode. All right, take care for now, guys.